good morning or afternoon, depending on where you're listening from. Um, welcome to Talking Wellness, presented by South Florida Wellness Network. My name is Kayla Calafuri, and I am here with my two friends to the right and left of me. What up? Uh, it's Michael, uh, known as the camera dude behind the scenes. Yeah. And uh, we got Mr. I'm Christian. I'm the second guy behind the camera. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm actually really excited about this right now. Me too. <laughs> yeah. If you can tell, guys, we're used to being behind the camera and not talking. Yeah. Um, but we can do a little bit of both. We dabble yeah. in both. Yeah, um, yeah. We're professionals. We right? wear both uniforms. <laughs> All right. So um, today we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, October is actually uh, ADHD Awareness Month, which we thought was like, man, this is such a great topic because. Yeah. Um, I think that we're all connected to it in different ways. For sure. Um, and so we're actually going to kind of discuss it from like different perspectives. Um, and ADHD, what it actually stands for is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And I feel like this term is like thrown around like so much. Very loosely. Today. Very yeah. loosely. Yeah. Like everything is like, oh, that's your ADHD. Or yeah, everyone claims to have ADHD. And I was actually doing like a lot of research to like really look up and see like okay like what are the symptoms because my son was actually diagnosed with like ADHD because there's like a difference in like the hyperactive and, and ADD yeah and the ADD yeah and so I was like oh my god like it just blew me away with some of the um, symptoms mm -hmm. and like and that you have to have at least like five and they have to be like like continuous like yeah. symptoms like gotcha because we all like can have like moments of like hyperfocus or moments of like feeling distracted or you know so I was like man I, I can identify with like some of these symptoms absolutely yeah. life. but so we're going to be talking about ADHDs it's um ADHD awareness month and um I actually am really excited to have Mike right next to me because he is somebody who lives with ADHD and yep. has since like you're a child no yeah I mean I'm a big I'm a big person as far as to say I do not want to use ADHD as a crutch. I never tell people I have ADHD, but it is something I definitely live with. You know, I've, I've told these guys, told Chris and uh, Kayla that it's it's a spectrum thing. You know, I think everybody at this point, uh, the day and age of social media and, and how fast we live, I think everybody has ADHD as far as uh, loss of focus and, you know, being a little bit hyperactive. Um, but I, I personally, myself, have seen it firsthand. You know, I've seen it today, you know, when we were setting up the podcast and, you know, just different day-to-day -day things, and I've had to work around my life um, as far as to be as efficient as I can around those things, for sure. Um, and I know Chris, I'm sure Chris has some stories himself that, you know, he's been through ADHD as well. Yeah, it's funny for me because even though I've never been diagnosed, I uh, I have, uh, I've been for years now studying a lot because my mom, she's a psychologist, and uh, we had a conversation once about, like, how she grew up with ADHD and how my grandma grew up with ADHD and I was like do I have ADHD <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. and I did a butt ton of research yeah. finding different symptoms different stories and what I realized very quickly even though I'm not diagnosed I share a lot of the symptoms yeah. you know yeah. um, and kind of like you were saying you were re earlier we were preparing for the podcast and you were reading this whole list of things you want me to read like, them please uh, do yeah let me because i this. was like oh my gosh this just i need to i need to figure this out <laughs> for sure and i think it's like obviously like we're not here to like diagnose people but i think like when you get to know like that self-discovery like educating yourself about yourself allows you to like be able to like move through life and say like you know what this is how i can like cope with this this is how i can use this as a strength this is how this actually now works in my life rather than hinders my life 
Um, but okay, so let me read these because I thought um, I, I too was like, wow, blown away. Okay. <laughs> So there's ADHD that's predominantly inattentive presentation. So this is like without the hyperactive impulsivity. It fails to give close attention to details or makes careless mistakes, has difficulty sustaining attention, does not appear to listen, struggles to follow through with instructions, has difficulty with organization, avoids or dislikes tasks requiring sustained mental effort, loses things, is easily distracted, is forgetful in daily activities. Wait. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah. uh, up at North, I have a black water bottle. I feel like bottle. I just wrote my bio there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, like, literally gets better, though. At our North office, right, I, I every once in a while come to visit, and I have a black water bottle, right? And it's happened, I kid you not, like five times since I've been working here, that I'm like, where'd the water bottle go? <laughs> where'd the water bottle go? It's like, oh, it's at North. Okay, I'll go get it next next training or whatever. Yeah. And then same thing down here. It happened last last week. It was like, where is that water bottle? Left yeah. it on top of the fridge. And I don't know how many times Mike has come back in for his keys. <laughs> you know, like he will go and like leave. It's it's like I said. It's it's it is very much an everyday thing that I go through. You yeah. know, it, it's something that I've learned to deal with. Like my mom. She knew from day one that I had this, and she did not tell me until I was about 20. Fortunately, I had enough <laughs> hindsight to realize there was something wrong with me before that. When I was about 15, 16, 17, um, I started to realize that I really did have trouble focusing, you know? Yeah. I knew it all along in, in elementary and stuff. I used to screw the, my desk, like, I used to screw the screws off and then tell my teacher that my desk was messed up just to, like, I just always had to do something and get, like, attention or focus mm -hmm. on me. And I realized that at a young age that I was a little crazy. I was yeah. just a little crazy. I was a little crazy person. Um, so it didn't take until, like, you know, my mom's, you know, struggles and different things like that that I had to kind of realize my own self and my own struggles. Um, and that's something that I realized was a big issue in my life is my lack of focus, my lack of being able to slow down. Even hear me now. Yeah. I'm talking at like an extremely fast rate for no reason. And um, it's just something that I've had to deal with and struggle with. I don't want to say struggle because that, yeah. again, it comes off as like I'm using it as a crutch. Just work through. Self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness. Yeah, you yeah. need self-awareness with everything you deal with in life. Yeah. And that's how you work through it and that's how you grow. And I feel as if my ADHD has done way more benefit in my life than mm -hmm. it could have ever done negative, you know. For sure. For so sure. I'm extremely grateful as far as what it's done for my life you know yeah. and, and i'm sure there's other people that don't feel that same way no know? oh for sure and yeah. i think like to me because it's so funny because like i am surrounded by people that actually like have like a true diagnosis with adhd like even my son and so that was like add that i read right which a lot of people could probably identify with when we add in like the hyperactive impulsivity and that's like what i know that you have um a lot of the stuff that you shared even just now uh, aligns with some of the stuff. It's fidgets with hands or feet or squirms in chair, yeah. right? Has difficulty remaining seated, runs about or climbs excessively in children, right? That's why I asked you, I was like, when you were a kid, like, yeah, were you climbing sure. on everything, like, just restless? Um, difficulty yeah. engaging in activities quietly. Acts as if driven by a motor. Adults will often feel inside as if they are driven by a motor. Talks excessively. Blurts out answers before questions have been completed, difficulty waiting or taking turns, and then interrupts or intrudes upon others. And it's not like you're doing it intentionally. It's just like this is literally a neurodevelopment yeah. thing. It's it's in your brain. It's an intrusive brain thing. You yeah. know, your brain is literally butting into circumstances in your life where maybe discipline or maturity would stop you from cutting into someone or 
letting someone speak before you do, but your brain is just, you know, has to jump in and get its two cents in. And that's something I will say I have struggled with. And that is probably my biggest issue with ADHD myself, or I don't want to say with ADHD, with myself, mm-hmm. and I have struggled with because of I, I, I have ADHD, is my ability to listen. My ability to just sit down, be quiet for five minutes or however long, and let someone fully mm-hmm. get their point off, mm-hmm. and then take it in, and then, uh, and, then respond. and then respond. I always want to jump in yeah. before, before the end. You feel like end. your brain is just like going, like yeah. as they're talking. I it's feel, just... I don't know if it's me... Like, I, I actually believe this, or my brain subconsciously is like, yo, you're going to forget what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Cut it now. Add it in. They'll keep saying it. But I've done some of these things in podcasts and, like, videos with friends now, and I'm noticing that, like, and I say it to them when, when I'm trying to be more of the director role, like, hey, you can't cut people off because then it cuts their thoughts off because what yeah. if they have ADHD? Yeah. So it's like I'm doing, I'm doing a disservice to the person talking for the same reason of why I have, what, why I'm struggling in that conversation. Like, I can't process their information because i have to talk you know but by me doing that i'm not letting them process their information so it's been a a big thing that's in the last two years i've really tried to work on it for sure like even situations like this is why i want to do this stuff Mm -hmm. you know why i want to sit down with you guys and have conversations and actually be able to be quiet and listen to chris listen to his anecdotes of his life listen to you know things that you go through in your daily life so these are things that are really important, and these are things that people that have ADHD need to do. Mm-hmm. You can't lock yourself up. You can't do things like that because it's going to make you only more. So, you know, my advice to people is just go out, talk to more people, and listen for sure. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I've been working with youth for a long time, and a part of the work is sitting down and listening. There's this infamous rule that, that I learned and I teach to all the leaders that I've worked with, that is the 70-30 rule. Students should be having 70% of the conversation and you're 30% of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that rule has always been something that I struggled with because I have all these ideas of how to help this kid. It's, it affects me here, the job that I do here. It, I have all these ideas and all these different things where sometimes all you need to do is listen. And as a person who has these, who has, you know, identifies that there's maybe some of these symptoms that I may have is that, it's really hard for me sometimes to <laughs> to listen. Absolutely, yeah. Because and it's a practice that I've been that I've been really having to dedicate because oftentimes all you need to do is listen. But if you're struggling with ADHD, it's not easy to listen. It's like the same way like when I watch a movie, I can't ever just watch a movie. I need to watch a movie and have my phone on the side and then maybe be eating some food. Ah, on interesting. On because that's the only way I can focus. That's definitely an ADHD thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fidget toys don't work yeah. on me. Yeah. For example, I, I need to, like it, fidget toys. I'll, I'll start being like disruptive. I remember in, in middle school, I had this little fidget spinner. Right? I remember the fidget spinners, and then instead of spinning it all the time, I would just knock it on the table, and my teacher would get mad. Oh at my me. god! So Cooper just got in trouble. My son just got in trouble for it. So he won at one of our events, like a fidget pen, which mm. is supposed to like support you know kids that have ADHD, and it's like this pen, yeah, and. He legitimately like brought it to school, like with the intention of like using it as you know a supportive thing, and ended up like getting in trouble and getting it taken away. And then I also got a call from the teacher that like he was kicking the table, like kicking the table, and it was making a noise that yep. was disruptive. I used to do that. And then Cooper was like, "Mom, I didn't even know I was kicking it." And apparently, like he's like, "I, I, yeah. I didn't know. Like I didn't know." And I'm like getting upset with him because I'm like, "Cooper, how do you not know that you're kicking the table?" But it really is like just a, a thing that he's just doing. It's, a, it's like it's a not... nervous energy tick. Yeah. You know, it could be, I, 
if you truly have ADHD and like like you're diagnosed um your brain is going to make you do things like that yeah it's going to make you have little nervous tics or whatever is going on let's say if maybe he didn't study for a test or whatever those little things are going to make you feel a little bit different in your body Mm -hmm. at least me personally like let's say if i um i cut a guy off in the road next time the next time i pass him i'm kind of just going to be a little like you know turned off I, i mean that could be a human trait that could be a human trait absolutely but i feel like at least when i was little i used to kick the desk all the time yeah like i would kick the desk all the time my teacher would be like yo like why are you kicking this i'm did I'm your not. teachers tell your mom all the time like oh, your kid is distracted i was the number one person always- in the principal's office all the time but it wasn't because i was a bad kid it was because they didn't understand why i was the way i was yeah they were they like a lot of people when i was younger my uh anthony as well my older brother because he has adhd as well um we were seen as like almost like that uh that school shooter type kid um just because we were so weird like when he was younger he used to like go at kids and be like shooter make shooter things and he was so to himself and didn't really have friends so people were like this kid's kind of weird yeah and same with me it's not that i didn't have friends or i didn't talk to people Mm -hmm. it's just i was so uniquely myself and at that age in elementary school that's so very different Mm -hmm. um when you get to high school and middle school it's a lot you know you can you know you can do well with that right i had a lot of friends in high school because people liked that I was unapologi- unapologetically myself. You know, they were like, this guy's personality of yourself. He's not just trying to fit in this clique. Right. But, you know, you learn that as you get older, that that benefits you sometimes and it benefits you. It doesn't benefit you other times. So I think Cooper's just at an age, like you said, he's younger. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with those middle school kids and especially how kids are nowadays. They're like very bullying, very yeah. picking on, very peer pressure. Um, so he's just... He's probably just going through that phase and he's probably just needs to realize, you know, that it's not that big of a deal. It's just something that he's struggling with. Yeah. And that not and not by not saying not big of a deal, not trying to minimize his issue, by but it's just saying like it's not something to focus on because he's he's normal. Like that's yeah. normal. Yeah. I, I had a conversation with someone the other day. Sorry to take over the conversation, guys. No, no. Um, and we were saying what is normal? You know, what is normal nowadays? Right. You know, we talk about, oh, that's not what a normal person would do. That's not what a normal. What, what does that even no- mean? What, what does is that normal? Mean? Yeah. So like by Cooper kicking the desk or doing like that, saying he's not a normal person. But what is the idea of normal? Right. You know? Right. And these are like behaviors. Honestly, I feel like like after like reading and like researching a lot more into like ADHD, I like want to sit down with him because you just talked about like you didn't know when you were younger and like. He's heard the term. Obviously, he's been, like, diagnosed with it. But, like, to really understand, like, hey, this is kind of – these are these symptoms. Like, because I know my kid resonates with all of this. And then what would it be, like, do you think for him, like, what would be helpful for him with, like, learning how to, like, manage that? It's hard in a school setting, and I know this because school wants you to be one specific way. And Cooper has been, you know, asked to leave certain schools because – of like not because he's a bad kid not because he's not smart or can't get good grades but literally because of like behaviors like this where it's distract distracting or disruptive he was in a private school he's actually doing better in a public school which is interesting because i thought i'll put him in private school he'll get the more attention people will work with him more but no they expected more of him to behave a certain way and because he wasn't i was pulled in and rather than like them like kind of having a team approach of like hey how can we support this kid they were like he needs to leave our school yeah he doesn't fit in with culture well the thing about the schooling system is i mean albert einstein said it a long time ago the school system is built to cater one person yeah so we have 
You know, think of it as a jungle. We have lions, we have crocodiles, we have elephants, we yeah. have all types of animals coming into the, the school, right? And we're teaching them all to be a bird. You know, we're, we're all teaching them the same way and we're all different people. So it's never going to work out in the school system. So that's that's why I say as far as like, don't worry about it as far as like in those situations if, if, if you're different. Yeah. Because you're always going to be different in the situations because they're, they're catering you to be one person, you know? So... Those situations are different. I can actually, I understand how the public school was better because they do cater to more of a mass. Yes. Versus public, even private's more of a extreme version of catering to one version. And it blew my mind. And he actually is doing, he's been now in public school for coming up on a year and he's doing so much better. There's a little bit more room to express yourself. It is, there is, it is. And it's it's interesting because he's no, no longer like, the he was like he had a reputation in his other school as being like you know one of the bad kids or whatever and he no longer wears that like label you know which is interesting a a fortunate thing for me fortunate and unfortunate i guess i guess it's how you look at it and the person um you know my mom had a couple things going on with her life uh as i was younger so i moved on a lot i had a lot of different schools so for me i used it as an opportunity just to like figure out how to make friends you know like or figure out how to be as efficient as possible being myself but also people liking me so again back to that like my first situations like in school like elementary to middle school and the first times i was doing that i couldn't find friends i was seen as that weird kid that impulsive kid that kid that just kind of bounced around and then as i go older and i kept moving and i learned to not care so much about what people think and also kids got older and they stopped caring as much mm-hmm. um yeah. i started to really start to find my people you know mm-hmm. whether that be for five months or three months or however long i was there uh whether it be through soccer or through technology or through video gaming or whatever it is that's another big thing about adhd adhd is hyper focus so whatever you're focused on typically boys are going to be focused on sports or mm-hmm. video games different things like that and then girls whatever they're focused on i don't know girls perspective so i don't know what they're focused on <laughs> yeah. um they're gonna be really good at it yeah so um i was insanely good at video games i played video games i was sponsored by youtube i got sent free controllers That's you so know cool. and this was all before the youtube phase so i, I had like a channel with thirty thousand subscribers i didn't even realize it was a big deal by the time i went into high school i deleted it because i wanted to start seeing girls so like these are things that like I was so good at it and I didn't even realize it. Um, and then I just dropped it and moved on to something else because that's how my brain works. Yeah. That's how ADHD is. You focus on something so heavily until you're really good at it. You, and then you kind of bail on to something else. I still do that to this day. Yeah. I like videography work. I get really good at it. Boom. Let's start doing After Effects. <laughs> Boom. Let's start doing broadcasting. Yeah. You know, so like I, I want to be a jack of all trades. And, but the, the negative of that is you're never a master of one. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's, and that was my problem with music. That's the crutch. So, that's a crutch with ADHD. You the know? very first instrument that I ever grabbed was a guitar, electric guitar, because I wanted to learn how to shred. Yeah. Hated it. Disgusted by yeah. it. Yeah. Then uh, time went on, and I was like, okay, drums. Drums is fun. And I got I played drums for a while, and then I was like, but the guitar looks so cool now. <laughs> when I got into middle school, I was like, okay, I'll grab the guitar. Like, oh, but you know what looks cooler than the guitar? The piano. All right, let me grab the piano. And, like, it's funny that the way you say it because it's like, oh, and then it was, like, singing. It was like, okay, I don't really care about singing. Yeah. And then I got into high school and choir, and then I got into college, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should improve my singing. And then, like, it's like a, a whole line of things, but kind of like you said, you never become a master of it yeah. because it's like a jack-of-all-trades, which is good and bad, but but just like you I said. Challenge, like, I, I have struggles with that, too, though, because I'm a person that is, like, 
doing a thousand projects because everything that like catches my eye and I and I can get very hyper focused. Like I call my I, my friends know like I will go zero to a hundred on something if like it brings interest to me yeah, and then absolutely. I will like go into You're a black hole. About it. Yeah. Yes, and then but then I can like you said. I'll get really good at this. I'm working on this. And then all of a sudden, there's something else that catches my eye. And then all of a sudden, I'm like moving and moving and moving. And so then I would leave a lot of unfinished things. Absolutely, and that was something yeah. that I was like, man, like, I am a great starter of things, but a poor finisher. Yeah. And that's and that's an awesome thing that people could do is to acknowledge that. Yeah. Once you acknowledge that, and that's something in the last maybe year, I've literally, I'm 28 now. And it took me 28 years to realize that now is Hey, bro, like, it's all fine and dandy to be good at a bunch of things. But if you can't be really good at one, you're never going to find a career. You're never going to find. Yeah. You're never going to be able to exploit your passion, you yeah. know. And that's why, in, you know, in the last couple of months, I've been focusing more on the video and doing stuff like that. So I can really, you know, give myself a fair chance mm -hmm. at life, you know, give myself a fair chance at making it in that field. Yeah. Because we, it, it's all of us, you know, like. That's what I said as far as it's a spectrum nowadays. Everybody has a little mm -hmm. bit of ADHD. It, we're kind of like a liability to ourselves, you know? We will do all this work and we'll go on YouTube and learn all this stuff and then we'll turn around and do something completely different and turn away from all that work we did. And that's a detriment that uh, those people that do that mm -hmm. to themselves, like me, I do that to myself. Me, My brother does it. Yeah. He'll be a biker and he'll be insanely good at riding and then he'll go printing. He'll go to a print shop and then he'll go to logo design. And that's just, it's part of ADD, like, and it's part of, me and my brother are very similar. It's part of our specific ADHD, mm -hmm. you know, we're very, I never thought I was a creative person, but um, I am you extremely, extremely creative. I'm extremely I, like, creative as I've, I've in the last year, yeah. last two years, I've realized, and as far as, like, not even this stuff, not even far as video making, just how I think. Right. As far as conspiracies, different things, like, my brain can never think on a set way that people want me to think. And that's what I'm saying as far as creative. My yeah. brain always has another way, you know? Well, yeah, a lot. You're an, like, it's like this outside of the box thinker. Ex that's, that's the, exactly that. No, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And and I see that. And I see that because I, I, when I met you and like just getting to know you, I think you're an extremely creative and it's not necessarily all of these things. Yeah. I think because you're creative, you would always essentially find yourself in some kind of some things like that, right? Exactly and that's why I think that. with ADHD, when we talk about like, well, what are some of the benefits when you figure this out is like, man, they make some of the greatest entrepreneurs, right? They make some of the greatest like creatives that actually go out and like do like I think 90 I think 90 percent of billionaires are diagnosed with ADHD. For yeah, sure. I've like it's like something staggering. I mean, look at Elon Musk. He has uh, he is a, he's on the spectrum. I he's on. Exactly he's completely on. The, he has Asperger's. Yeah. So he's like, literally, yeah. uh, you know, that's uh, Asperger's is. um. That's almost Down syndrome, yeah. pretty much, you know? So, uh, I mean, I don't want to speak exactly like I know the scientific norms about it, but I, I worked with those communities before, and they're very hyper-focused, very different people, mm -hmm. you know? But look how successful he is. Yeah. Because he's been able to hyper-focus that into right. one category of life that is, you know, very prosperous and you make a lot of money in. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's very, it's a very interesting thought process when it comes to, um, the the capability of humanity you know like we don't 
if, if you work hard on something, doesn't matter your past, doesn't matter your condition, doesn't matter what you're struggling with, it is possible. Right. right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things I love about Top Photo Wellness Network is that we kind of preach that wherever right. we go. It's like d- just because you've been through some sort of substance or or well, some becomes sort of your gift. Thing. Like yeah. you're exactly. to me, it's like these things. It's how we look at it, right? So like, oftentimes the way our perception on something. If I think something is is hindering me because we can say hey this is a disorder and these are the things that come along with this disorder but it's also a gifting and it's something that like if I learn about myself like you said I become self-aware in the areas where yeah I may you know it may be a little bit harder for me to sit and listen but now I've taught myself this discipline because I realize it's necessary but you've also put yourself in places where you are preaching this right like where you're seeing like you're behind the scenes so you have to tell this to people as you're listening to like their podcast how they interrupt and you're recognizing that so that in yourself yeah. but you're using a lot of like the things that come along with adhd and the way that your brain works for the benefit of the world for and sure. for yourself you know i think um it's like it's along with what you're saying experience and experience in those perspectives of other people is going to be the most beneficial thing for an ADHD person um and by that what I mean is I'll never know the how ADHD could hurt someone or how ADHD could step on someone's toes unless I'm in a situation like this let's say I'm talking with you right now and I'm cutting you off right I'll never know that my ADHD is getting in the way unless I do this right and um or let's say I go out and I forget my keys I'll never know that I'm this way unless I'm getting out in those situations so back to like what you're saying and what I was saying it earlier, you need to get out. You mm-hmm. need to do more stuff. You need to engage more. You need to uh, step outside your comfort zones because, again, ADHD is hyper-focused, but those are typically hyper-focused on things you like. Yeah, You're not going to be hyper-focused on a, a Spanish lecture. Oh, well, I'm not, I don't speak Spanish. Like a, a random a lecture about Trust something me, that you hate. Me neither. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no one's ever going to be hyper-focused on that. Yeah, and that's yeah, not yeah. an ADHD thing. That's a normal person thing. Right. You know, but it does affect us a little bit more. You're like, my brain's going to turn off. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be thinking about my artwork at home while I'm in this lecture. And then they're going to call me and I'm going to be like, that's something that will affect an ADHD person a little bit more. Your inability to hide your lack of focus, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, I've, I've had my 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 fiance. I've had her. Uh, we were having conversations, and uh, I think the the one of the worst ways ADHD affects me, um, at least the symptoms of it, is mm-hmm. when I'm driving, because I'll I'll be driving right, and then I'm having a conversation with her, and then she'll go, "We just the ex is right there." I'm sorry, the oh, ex no, is okay. right there. I'm like. Oh, right. The X is right there. Oh, <laughs> it's like because I go in the conversation yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's like I miss it. Yeah. Or when I'm at, when, when I'm at her house and we're having we're watching a movie or we're talking about whatever her day. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, Christian. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Went blank. <laughs> What's yeah. up? What'd you say? <laughs> like, it, it's it's something that I think a lot of people who at least share the symptoms or are diagnosed with, with ADHD can attest to is like one of the hardest things about it is the that aspect of like having to live it in order to understand that it exists of course you know you know and 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 like for me again i'm not i clicked on pretty quick that there was something wrong with my brain when i was back (laughs) in high school or something so i'm like all right i'll probably look because you know you have friends you have people that have adhd and they're prescribed 
uh, thing. I forgot. The, what's the name of the? Adderall. Adderall. They're prescribed mm-hmm. Adderall. And you see people that take Adderall and different things, and you hear it in high school, and you're like, oh, this would probably help you. You're a little, you talk a little fast, Mike. Maybe this would help you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, you're like, no, no. And then, I, I, again, my mom told me around 18, 19, she said, I didn't want you to know because I didn't want you to be on drugs yeah. as far as Adderall and stuff. How do you feel about that? Like, what what's your thought process on that? I don't know because and it's not, not not to say I don't know about my mom's choice. Uh, you know, I, I understand her perspective because I wouldn't want my kid to be on drugs if they don't need them. Yeah. I never want to be on drugs. I don't even take aspirin unless I need it. Right. You know, so I never want to take anything unless it's I need that for sure in my body. Um, so I get what she did. Yeah. Do I think it could have helped? I don't know. I've never taken a role in my yeah. whole life. Yeah. You know, so the reason I ask that is because like with cooper that's like kind of how what happened is like he was placed on medications and and yeah for sure it it did it did allow him to be in a school environment but i too felt very strongly about like not wanting my son to be on drugs and then i also felt like like i know my son and so it when when something like changes them like you're chemically changing the imbalance of your son (laughs) at the end of the day you are and it just for me like it didn't and, and it's not like a judgment on anybody who like has their kid on no. medication because I think that some people need medication. It's a spectrum. Everybody, some it's people different. need it more right. than others. Yeah. But I couldn't like, gra- like I just couldn't. It didn't sit right with me. So I um, actually weaned him off of it of the medication because because he had been on it. It was like when he didn't take it, it was like you're it's like black and white. Like you're yeah. it's two different people. Yeah. And he would get literally like if he missed his medication when he went to school, I would have a call from the school like legitimately and like. Oh my god, he forgot his medication. But then I was like, man, like I struggled with like so there's this dependence on this medication and I'm somebody who has also gone through substance use, you know, and like I realized like this ha- was changing him like completely and I was like, man, there's got to be a better way. So that's when I started to look at like researching ADHD for the first time and I started to look at like how like diet, physical activity, like putting that hyper focus into things that like he actually likes. Um, I Positive started, hobbies, yeah. Yes, and then I was like, let me teach him also some like, like some coping methods of like calming himself, right? Like, because it's a lot of like emotional self regulation because there's like almost like because of the impulsivity, it's like his emotional balance isn't stable, so it's just like boom, 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 and he doesn't think before he acts, and then thinks later and feels bad. So I was like, okay, I gotta start teaching him like ways to pause, you know, and telling him like, hey, when you're feeling like really uh, like emo- like angry or emotionally charged like tell your teacher like you need to go outside right and like having those conversations of like it doesn't have to you don't have to react right now in this moment like you can say like hey give me a minute I need a minute so like even at home he tells me like mom I just need a minute and I know like all right step back we'll come back to this conversation after you know no for sure I mean I I I was never like at that age I I could have never just not I just didn't have the awareness to say, "Hey, give me a minute." There's no way I w- there's no way I would know to have that awareness right. um, until maybe now. Right, right. <laughs> it took me a long time to to develop self awareness as far as my ADHD. Um, it, it a lot of blow ups, a lot of blow ups with my mom, a lot of blow ups with my with family and just people in general um, about my disagreements. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing about ADHD too. You kind of, at least from my perspective, maybe that's just my personality. You kind of always feel like you need to blurt whatever's going on out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of holds. And that a lot of the time in dysfunctional families, you kind of need to not blurt up perspectives that don't need to be shared at the time. You right. know, So it's gotten me into a lot of sticky situations. Um, but again, that's how I've learned to not be that way. 
So again, it goes back to my situation. What I was saying of you got to live life in order to be a be- in order to be a better ADHD uh, person. You need to live life. You need to go through cer- cer- certain certain uh, experiences, experiences, yeah. situations, circumstances in life in order to be a better person. Um, because if you don't, you're going to just continue to be that person that struggles within that, mm-hmm. and you won't turn any of it off for anybody right. else because and then you won't be aware different, of it. Right? Like feeling. Like, I never want my son to feel like, like you said, I never use this as a crutch, right? Like, it's never going to be something in my life where I'm like, man, I have this and I can't live my life to the fullest because of this, right? And so it's the same thing, like, I want for for Cooper is like, yo, like, use this to your advantage. It's a superpower at the end of the day. It should never be, like you're saying, it should never, ADHD should never be, like, something where it's like, dang, this kid has ADHD. He's so weird. He's so, it should never be something like that. Um... I mean, I get at young ages, it's gonna always. It's hard because it's, yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah. impossible. There's so <laughs> yeah. much judgment. That's where you just gotta can't you oh. can't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you just gotta get them focused on something. Something I'm very grateful for my mom and, you know, what she did for me is put me in sports. Yeah. You know, I had been in sports since I was four. I played soccer my whole life. I made a lot of friends, and I was able to use a lot of my energy and ADHD and just shift it straight into that. Yeah. You know, and I was really hyper focused. I. Ended up getting some good offers. I went to college. I played in college, you know. Mm-hmm. So it helped me do a lot of benefit in my life as mm-hmm. far as making friends, doing things like that. So that's one thing that you have to do if you're ADHD. It goes back to the thing I was saying. You have to live. Yeah. So you have to do things. You have to get in sports. You have to start playing. Playing video games can even be beneficial sometimes as long as you don't. Everything's balanced. Let me ask you this. Do you drink coffee? No. Okay. Imagine if I drink coffee. No, no, no. Listen, listen. This is why I'm asking this. It just mm-hmm. came into my mind. So when I was researching, I had come across that because caffeine is a stimulant for somebody who has ADHD, it will help. Yeah, my mom tells me that all the time. When I was um, weaning Cooper off his medication, I started giving him a little bit of uh, caffeine, like Nespresso, you know, and like literally in the morning before he would go to school, I would give him a little bit of coffee because it did the opposite. It like it like leveled him out. Yeah. Which is so cool. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, have you ever tried it? No. no. <laughs> I, I mean, I've drank coffee. Yeah. But, like, never on a consistent basis right, right, to be right. able to tell, oh, this week, these last two weeks, I've been a lot more proficient than I did. Yeah. You know, I, I think about be. it because I know your brother drinks coffee yeah. sometimes when he's, like, doing, like, printing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, that guy's up at, like, 5 in the morning. So he he's definitely like, needs coffee. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, I can't. If I, dr- if I drink coffee, I'd be speaking twice as fast you think so no 100 percent. it wouldn't level me off i think it, it just kind of you know knocks me out a little bit more yeah okay, okay. yeah it will just amplify me a little bit more um i think the best thing for you know what it is i'm always going to be this way yeah with things that i'm passionate about i enjoy podcasting i enjoy talking i enjoy you know having conversations with you guys i enjoy doing videos i enjoy stuff so anytime I'm doing stuff like that, I'm always going to be a bit energetic. I'm always going to like. But that's even, a good thing. No, it, it, it is to a degree. Um, I mean, I guess it depends who you're asking. Um, but like even when I go out with my family and we're having conversations, and Nikki will be like, "Dude, you're getting really loud," and it's because we're just talking about stuff, oh, and I'm just having a goodness. good time, I'm having fun, and, and like, I'm yeah, and I'm, we're talking about a topic that maybe I feel particularly inclined to talk about. Yeah. And um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I get like that too. So though. I don't think I'll ever turn that off. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'll I'll never turn that off. You know, so it's just about being around the right people that are going to mm-hmm. accept you for who you are. Um, because yeah. really, at the end of the day, if someone's bothered by you just talking loud, um, they mm-hmm. it's a them problem that versus a you problem, and that goes back to the like why in high school it's a little easmm. easier versus when you're in elementary. In the, yeah, in middle school, everyone's just going to be 
hate everyone for no reason yeah. just because that's how it is you know you know it's interesting the reason i started laughing is because again it's like everything you say i'm like oh gosh um I, I, I we're all kindred so all all of us are kindred souls all of us ADHD <laughs> people we're very similar yeah. no because I, uh, it happened recently we were i was playing with board games with some friends and i was explaining the rules of this new board game that i bought so excited and one of them looks at me and he goes why are you screaming at us <laughs> and i'm like i was i wasn't trying to i'm sorry <laughs> and then i and it's it's my entire life i'm always the loudest person in the room everybody says like christian why are you being so loud and i'm like I don't this know. is the way I talk. I'm, po I'm Puerto yeah. Rican. I was like, that's the only excuse that I can ever <laughs> give. And they're like, okay, sure. <laughs> but I, I I do have a question. What what do you to kind of to start wrapping up a little bit? Oh, no, yeah. What absolutely. do you so what do you tell people who are kind of like there I, I I don't want to say that I'm in this situation, but I'm in, in uh, my thought process on this is a little bit like I don't know if I want to get a diagnosis because I don't know what to do afterwards. Okay. I, I, you don't even have to finish your question. If, if, I don't want to cut you off though. No, but that was um, but, um, well. That's a part of the. I was even gonna say that too. I was even gonna say something like that. Like as far as my own situation, if my mom had told me, and I had you know, let's say I never did drugs or whatever. Like when when she told me, and I look back at my life, how did it affect my life really? Like you know me having ADHD and her not telling me. I look back at it as, as far as that, and I'm like, I was a little. Quirky. It was a little weird, a little more outgoing than most people. And I look at other people and I base it, my life on against others. And I'm like, dude, there's other people that are going to have those same struggles and same things. So, like, is it worth me putting my whole eight, ten years on drugs to get rid of that? No. And that's what I would tell other people, um, like, for yourself. If you Do you think your life, like, so far, do you think there's something missing or do you think that you're that inefficient to the point where you need to get a diagnosis. If not, if you if you feel like, yo, there's something wrong with me, blah, 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 that, like, I don't know, then I would definitely look into it. If well, but not, what are you looking for in a diagnosis anyway? That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm thing. saying. It's like, yeah. It's the, yeah, because it's so like, that's, that's my question. You're if, trying to find answers for something that's like. You already see this is this is it, but I've already am learning, like, to live with this. It's a hard I'm question. learning how to harbor. It is. Yeah, right. But I think it's like what, it's really what you feel like you need. Like, if you felt like, man, I need, I need this for, for some reason because it's going to complete me with understanding myself, yeah. then I would say, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. But if not, it's like, no, nah, man, like, yeah, I identify with those things, you know. And it's, and a, and it's a hard question, I say, because. There's going to be two people asking that question. Let's say you're asking that question and someone else is asking that question that's completely different from you. Yeah. And um, for that, for you, it might be like, I need to find out this information because I need to, you know, I want to see how it affected my life and da-da-da. And that other person could be f trying to find a reason to make it a crutch. You know, like, once they're diagnosed, now I can't do anything right, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. that's why I say, like, it's it. I don't think it's necessary. I really yeah. don't. Unless you really find yourself struggling through day-to-day -day life and you're like, dude, there's something wrong with me. I don't know how to control myself. And you're like, and you're trying, you're actively trying, then you should get help. But if not, yeah. people need to stop finding reasons for why they're being. Well, it's, it goes back things, to labels, you know? right? Like, like, okay, like the labels. And I think labels can be like a, a negative thing, you know? Like, I, I think self discovery to me, like, life is about self discovery, anyways. And before we put like a name to this, it would have just been like learning about who I am. Exactly. And I relate to Mike because we both, you know, do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. But in humans, have we, we want to put uh, language to something. Yeah. So we will group, you know, everyone has this characteristics. We're going to call it this, you yeah. know? And, and don't get me wrong, there's scientific studies where it's like actually something in your brain and stuff like that. But if, if you're just like, 
researching just to learn because I feel like everything that you need to know like you can research and learn like I learned so much through just starting to I made all the decisions for Cooper because of doing research and saying you know what and then just seeing experience right like life like seeing the life experiences seeing this is what he looks like on medication this is what it's like not obviously if we're going to go with the not then we got to figure out some things to hone in on his ADHD as like strengths you know but I don't even care about the label because Cooper's Cooper and I think that like a lot of these things are going to like make him such an incredible like adult and like when he starts to get into like his true passions of things like yeah like when he, he basketball like that's his thing I love watching him get so like into basketball and like he's just studying it and he's working really hard he's also really good at like engineering things like you put say the hey, best thing put this together best thing you can do as a parent for your kid that has ADHD is get them to focus on something that they actually they love, enjoy yeah. and they love. And then you'll love watching that. You'll be like, man, that's that's incredible. Like yeah. how this is like working. For but them. I will say, actually make sure they follow through with it. Yeah. Like, because again, that's a major struggle that people with ADHD have. They do something and they move on. And as a parent, I think the best thing that my parents could have done for me that, you know, maybe they didn't is make sure that I follow through with everything I do in life. How do you think that it like, um, how could some a parent like help you do that? Like, is it just like I mean, you stay at the end of the day, yeah, we're all humans. You yeah. can't force someone to do yeah. something. But I think from an early age, you can raise your kid to you know just have that Understand. mentality. Yeah. yeah, have that yeah. mentality of understanding that like when you get into something, you're gonna finish it. Yeah, you know whether that be you know I'm gonna do this for six months and you're done set with six goal, months, yeah. but you set the goal. Yeah, you yeah. F whatever your goal is, you do it and you follow through with it. And before you get out of it, let's say like. Let's say if he's playing basketball or something like that, and he's like, I'm going to play basketball, I'm going to make the team, da 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 And two years later, he says he decides to quit. They need to actually have a reason for why they quit yeah. and why they're moving on. Because it And it's hard as a parent to do that. Again, it's like babysitting, but that's what you need to do sometimes with people like that. Because yeah. people with ADHD are so gifted, and they're so talented, and they're, it's a superpower, but at the end of the day, it needs to be aimed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. If it's yeah. not, it's going to be... a big detriment to those people like it took me 10 years like graduating from high school i never wanted to go to college i never wanted to do the same uh status quo mm -hmm. things that people were doing i always wanted to do something creative and it's always put me in a bind of trying to find the next job of trying to get to this of trying to figure something out whereas if my parents were like hey you're really good at the video stuff follow through with that mm -hmm. or you're really good with soccer follow through with that or you're really good with this follow through with that yeah I would have graduated. I would have my degree. I would yeah. have. So it's just, and it's it's. So helping That's your my kids. thing yeah. too. My yeah. thing. I'm not taking any no, responsibility no, no, no. away from it. But what you're saying is like through your through your experience because that just makes a lot of sense to me. Is like helping your kids identify their strengths, like what they're good at, right? Yeah. Like I feel like we like the education system is all about like you got to get the you know testing. It's like certain um, um, what are the subjects that you're learning, but it's like really figuring out like who helping your kid figure out like who he is through like what are their strengths what are their gifts and talents what are the things that are like they're they're naturally like just extremely interested yeah. and passionate about and those are going to be the things that you help them to kind of pursue yep. right because that's what's going to hold their attention if yep. it's like an attention and a focus yeah. thing like yo find that and then you're helping kids to learn who they are right because the more that i learned about myself and what i like was how i learned what i'm good at and what i want to pursue in a career i didn't know that yeah. all these things at 18 i learned way later in life exactly like, let's say, let's say I have a kid and, you know, he's 14, 15 years old and he likes, you know, certain things. He likes video cameras and yeah. stuff like that. 
what as a parent I think is the most beneficial thing you can do to them is invest into it fully with them yeah. too. You know, um, obviously parents are busy; they have time. You, it's hard to direct your time yeah. fully for your kids, but if when you can and if you can, just direct your time to whatever that. Because when I was, I'm going back to to my situation. I played soccer all through high school. And uh, it was always kind of like my thing was like, I'm going to just play pro soccer. You know, I never had like another goal. And um, that wasn't good for me in my life. You know, I wish my parents had pushed me to uh, not just fully focus on that, you know, or it's not even that I was fully focused on it. I, w I just did it. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. I wish they had pushed me to be more fully focused, like even with Nevaeh, like they she's done a little bit more trainings, private training, stuff like that. I never did anything like that. I just kind of played high school and then played yeah. travel. You know, if I did private trainings, different things like that. I never hyper-focused into something, something that I was really talented Yeah, in those formative years, you yeah. know? And those are the most important years. Those are your molding years. Those are your sponge years. Yeah. So I think, let's say with, you know, Cooper, if he really loves basketball, you know, if he really loves video gaming, computers. He does like that. You oh, my God. That's what guys like. Yeah. You invest into you invest that time into him and show him, like, you, you, you know, whether that's helping him build a PC or you, you might not know how to do that stuff, but, like, that's showing what he wants, him a PC. Yeah, I'm showing like, what him is this? <laughs> showing him that you're invested in yeah. that stuff because it's going to make them just want to do it more. Yeah. It's going to make them want to do it more. It's going to make them want to focus on it more. It's going to make them want to level up in it more and it's going to only make that like look at the careers nowadays yeah. between social Wild. media and sure. marketing like dude you can do anything you want. So like if you're focused on it from 14 years old to 15, 16, 17, by the time you're 20 years old, you're 6 years, be, you're going to be a rock star. Yeah. Look at all these editors and kids that are insane at filming nowadays because they realize through high school, what I'm going like, to take this yeah. time where I don't have a job, I don't have massive responsibilities and I'm going to go do things. Yeah. You know. Who was it Mr. Beast who started when he was like 16 or something? Oh like yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. Now he's yeah. like one of the biggest people on the internet. Yeah. But like, he figured out what he liked exactly. and he honed in on it. And which which would be like most like old school parents would be like, that's not going to get you anywhere. And, you know, like it's just that thought process of like there's only one way to be successful. And it's like you got to go to school, go to college, get this degree, blah, blah, blah. But what we're seeing is like there's it's a lot of the opposite. And that's the roundabout, I think, of what I was saying about focus on your kid and give them time is don't put them in a box that everybody else is going to be yeah. like that. Don't expect your kid to like just want to be a doctor or just want to be this or just you know whatever they decide to do go into it with them and and that's how you're gonna have yeah. the most successful kid you have because no one's like birthing a doctor no one's birthing a lawyer no one's birthing and you can yeah you can obviously there's certain demographics of people that their kids are mostly these people and it's because the way they raise them but that doesn't mean they're happy that doesn't mean they're the best version of that you know right. all the time it doesn't mean they're the best doctor it doesn't mean right. they're the best lawyer it just means they became that occupation mm -hmm. but your kid can become the best videographer the best uh, cameraman, the, the best, best whatever actor, it is. Singer. If you, from day one, from 15 years old, in those yeah. years, are like, hey, I want you to fully focus on this, and you have my blessing, and mm -hmm. I want you to be successful. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. be I, support it. Yeah, in every way I possible, always yeah. knew my parents loved me, and they, you know, they didn't want bad for me, but I never felt like, yo, like, do this, do this video stuff, dude. We're right behind you, like. Da, 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 you know, like, yeah. at least in those formative years. Now, 100%, like, my parents are fully supportive because they understand that this is what I'm doing and they yeah. know I'm be I'm good at it now, Yeah. you know? But I, I think, like, and that's just something because I'm so passionate about, like, kids and, like, my own family in the future and giving him every inf bit of information that I wish I had when mm -hmm. I was younger because, you know, Peter was my dad, 
I didn't really have my dad at the time in those years. You really do need a man in your life, like yeah. a father figure in your life, yeah, to help you with those things, like a guy does. Yeah. Um, so or not even a father, but a male perspective. Yeah. Male perspective. Um, so a lot of those things were challenging for me as far as like learning how to make a career out of what I was good at. Yeah. You know. And but to, and to kind of flip the years. coin a little bit, I, I also I think it's important to mention that I understand the parents that are really honed in on trying to get their kids to get these insane careers because um, at least from from my experience with my family a lot of the times they they went through struggles they yeah, went through a yeah, lot oh, absolutely yeah. a lot and so they're they don't want their kids to even be close or remotely close to those yeah. issues so they say like why don't you become a lawyer why don't you become a doctor yeah. you can get a whole bunch of money you can move into this big mansion yeah. you know, have a great family it's like but at the same time you know one of the things that I value from my family is that they they never put me in this box of yeah. like this is what you need to do. They were always like, okay, whatever you do, just make sure you it makes you happy. Whatever you decide, because in high school I really didn't wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do. Um, I had a couple ideas, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my mom. She actually had a conversation with me before I started school, and she said, "Well, Christian, just whatever you decide to do." at that time major whatever you said to major and just make sure it fills you with life because nothing sucks more than waking up for your nine to five and hating every moment of it you know it's like there's actually i have a question for you do you think back to what i was kind of saying do you think that it would have been a little bit more beneficial if she gave you a little bit more guidance and it was like let's because because you said you know i want you to fill yourself with something that um fills your heart right right did you have at the time something that filled your heart Specifically or nothing? No, no. Not really. Okay, so maybe that was a little it, bit more it was difficult. It, to, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until college when I was like, "Oh, okay, working with young people." Because I, I, I I've talked about it before in personal settings, but um, uh, when I was younger, I was involved with you know youth groups and whatever. And um, there was a portion of time where we weren't being represented, you know, wherever I was at, right. Or we weren't getting what we deserved as a, as a group. Yeah. So I kind of had to stand up with a friend of mine and be like, hey, this is not okay, so we're going to take over. And then the leadership was like, no, you're not. And then finally found someone. Yeah. So it's like from a young age, I, I, I kind of had this this feeling of, of like, okay, someone's got to advocate for young people. Someone's got to fight for mm-hmm. young people, right? And so what, the passion really didn't come until college when I actively started working with youth and yeah. i was like oh okay this is kind of where and it's interesting because going back a little bit to the adhd you know in, even in my career i explored different venues right I, I learned as much as i could learn i ventured in different areas um i switched my major like twice it, it, uh, i i before I, i've said this before i before this i was a preschool teacher um and because i thought maybe something different to build my resume could help you know and all these changes and all this time and all these long processes and mistakes that i've made have kind of led me to be like okay i think this is what i want to do and i i think because it fills me with passion you know so kind of talking about what we're talking about right now i think that's something that i appreciated from my family i can definitely recommend to the viewers at home uh is to if you have a kid who doesn't really know what they want to do, right, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, I'm going to college because you're asking me to explore that with them. You know, yeah. be like, okay, I don't want you to just go to college to go to college. Yeah. Like, right. well, that's find passion. That was that's kind huge. of my biggest point. But that's, that's huge. Be present yeah, as a parent. Yeah. Like, th- 
I think an ADHD kid needs more present parent than a normal kid. I, I agree. And again, what is normal? Right. Who doesn't have ADHD, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't but, even think it's that it, they need more presence. I think it's that they need a parent that thinks outside of the box too. Yeah. Because that too. It, it's yeah. it's really about that, right? Like, and and that's what I've learned with like raising Cooper. Like, I have grown and learned so much as a parent with him because he's such an outside of the box different, kid. Yeah. yeah, different kid that I'm like, man, like. I need to explore these things with him. And because of my own journey of like, obviously self-discovery, because I'm thinking about like, man, bro, when I was in high school, like I was not, first of all, I ended up a high school dropout, right? Like I got kicked out of school because I never showed up for school. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. My life was so messed up at that time. Yeah. I was like on drugs, like just on the wrong path. Like it wasn't until I was older that I started to understand like who I am. Like I had, my whole struggle was like my identity in high school and like trying to live up to, cause I was always considered like the smart, like my family looked at me as like, she's gonna be a doctor. And I had so much pressure put on me because they were like, oh, Kayla's so smart, Kayla's this. And I got like straight A's through elementary and, and I was always performing. Like, okay, I had to be like, you know, I had to have this, I had to like reach perfection. And I think that it just like, it crumbled me as a person. Cause I never felt like there was space for failure. And what I've learned as an adult is like, bro, like, my growth and like my my deep understanding and has all been rooted in my failures like being able to like hold space for myself to make mistakes and like learn that like i don't have to pursue this path because people like see and believe or expect me to right it was like learning like well what what do i want to pursue and that really only came through like learning about who i am so as a parent i'm like man you got to learn about who your kid is like what are the things that like he would hyper focus on because he's interested in those things yeah. and they may not teach that at school like yeah. you may be having to pay for something extra on the side for like a trade or whatever but like think outside of the box with your children because not every every kid is different yeah and that's why i go back to the experience thing like you have to show your kid experiences you have to show them things you have to put them in sports you have to or you will never figure out you know what, what your yeah, yeah yeah what your kid is actually going to want to hyper focus on yeah and then you're gonna have someone that their whole life is is wondering or is not being able to focus or struggling with focus because they just never found something that they actually care to do you know because like I said it's a superpower it yeah. really is a superpower if you find the purpose for an ADHD purpose person at a young age and you give them time to develop it there's only success in that person if you ask me you know it's just there's a lot of people with adhd that never get to find that version of themselves because they don't experience life enough yeah you know yeah. you never get to see that you're a creator or that you're a storyteller or that um did you go to church with my mom the, the other week where there was there was some guy supposedly where he had struggled his whole life and he was a he was a photographer yeah you, did you see that message no she told me about it she told me about it as well supposedly he struggled his whole life da, da, da. He, he had adhd as well and um he just found a way of making it in his particular way of taking pictures, I think, from mm -hmm. she, what she had told me. And now he's extremely successful. You know, he grew up in the hood and struggle and yeah. all the stuff yeah. that we've grown around. And he made away from it. He's extremely successful. And it's because he hyper focused on something that was his passion and what it was truly meant for him. Yeah. You and know? it probably was like an escape for him too. You Absolutely. Know? Like, like Absolutely. And those in those times and those struggle and if he was struggling and he was in poverty, I'm sure it was all an escape for him at the end of the day, whatever the artwork, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And that only made him incredibly, like, incredible at it, like, so much better at it in, in who he is today. You know, that, um, what is it called? Uh, sometimes you need those bad experiences to feel you to be great. For sure, you resiliency. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, adversity, adversity, yeah. you know. So 
I, I'm a firm believer that you got to throw your kids into the fire yeah. in order for them to, you know, not get, not get burned, you know, in order for them to be successful in life. If you keep your kid very sheltered, especially an ADHD kid, and you don't keep them from experiencing much things in life, when they get out in their 20s, 30s, 40s, they're going to not be able to be socially in any, you're not going to be socially around people. You can't be, especially the way people are nowadays. Yeah. It's it's so important just to be engaged in, with mm -hmm. as many activities as you can as an ADHD person and yeah. to regulate it. But we can cut it off for today. I think we did yeah. great, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we did. Um, like, hit like, subscribe yeah. <laughs> to our YouTube channel and yeah. um, visit our um, website, southfloridawellnessnetwork.org. Yeah. Also, we have uh, Facebook, Instagram all those great things yeah. yeah don't forget the notification bell guys like kayla said like and subscribe um we're trying to get better at saying this stuff to you guys because we do want listeners um we're gonna work on our room we're trying to fix a couple more things um but we enjoy talking to you guys we enjoy yeah. having these conversations i think yeah. that these conversations are important to be had um but yeah like follow subscribe hit the notification bell on the youtube there's a little bell that shows uh notifications and when you click that it will be able to show you when we go live or when we post a video so please hit that as well um thanks chris thanks yeah. kayla for having me on and uh Always. talking to you and stealing a little bit of your your <laughs> your uh ears a little bit i know this has been amazing yeah i'm super appreciative but we'll see you next week see ya